you know, after watching the Super Bowl, and of course, as we were saying, I guess Friday in advance of that is is everybody watched the ads. I mean, the the bathroom breaks took place during the football game. You're really intrigued by by the innovation and, and thought process that goes behind advertising. There is a, a an advertising company that's that's here that has grown like crazy, but the roots are Korean. Shales has been here about three years, started out with two people. By the end of this year, they'll have over 200. Neo Chung is the CEO of Shale and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hi, thank you, David. Good to be here. Good, good to have you. So, tip first of all, tell me, I'm really intrigued. How not only the growth rate, but you're Korean based. Why are you here? And you have an, I know you have an operation that's in New York, also in the, in the, in the states, but really only two locations in the United States. Yeah. So, um, we've been actually here for a while. I mean, we, um, the Chill North America was here since 19. 19- 89 i believe in the early 90s Uh, but we were mostly operating in new york uh and we were more or less just sort of being like a holding company we started actually acquiring uh you know the rising star agencies over here in u.s uh sort of to do the local business for us but then uh in 2019 when uh the samsung mobile team came back to dallas we thought it's about time that, you know, Chael is becoming the face again and the frontliners uh, to actually do the business over here in Dallas. Well, and the company is 25% owned by, by Samsung, right? Yes. Uh, if you look at, you know, once again, Chael Worldwide is a, a public uh, company and uh, Samsung Electronics actually has 25% of our shares. And you have, you came here from London, so you've, you know, worked all over the world. So tell me about the business here. Is it primarily with Samsung? Yeah, I mean, we came over here once again, uh, rooted in Samsung. Our prime clients, primary clients are Samsung uh, Mobile over here in Dallas. Uh, So we were really working hard to actually find new business opportunities for Samsung. And I think since we have the institutional knowledge, about the brand, and since we know how Samsung operates, definitely we had a lot of uh, advantages uh, to actually tackle the business. So, how do you market when you're going up against an 800-pound gorilla? I mean, Apple iPhones are just ubiquitous. I mean, all over the world. What's the cha- how do you how do you market something like that? How do you carve out your niche? Well, I mean, once again, we are still you know, working very hard to compete, right? And it's all about, you know, how do we differentiate ourselves? What is the brand story, right? And we try to actually find the right personality for a Samsung brand. Um, And that's part of our job. And also like coming up with really innovative marketing tactics and approach to really actually do the justice for all the cool products that Samsung makes. Well, you go around and put the, put them in people's hands, right? To try. Yes. Right. I mean, it's not just about like, you know, going digital. I know that after the pandemic, all the marketing, definitely. We also talk about the digital acceleration, but then for, you know, such as like mobile phones and electronics goods, sometimes you kind of have to touch and feel to get the reassurance for purchase. Right. So we recently actually um, have a really interesting campaign called the galaxy rovers, you know, and since we launched the, 
foldable device. I, I'm pretty sure that David, uh, you probably saw. One oh, of them. yes, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> right. The phone that folds. And I think though we think it's the best product, but then from a consumer perspective, unless they actually touch and feel the foldable gimmick, it's very difficult for them to decide whether I'm going to, you know, use this phone and purchase this uh, product or not. So the Galaxy Rover basically is going where our consumers are. It's like a big van uh, and with a lot of products in our ecosystem, such as watch and wearables. We're just like going where the people are and unfold the van. And voila, there is a pop-up store for you to actually experience the whole product. So you're, you really intrigue me but because you've worked all over the world. So do the same techniques work everywhere? I mean, could you, does the ro- would the rover transfer into the UK where you came from, for example? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I guess, you know, every market uh, definitely has its unique traits, right? But I think the fundamentals of what the consumer wants actually still is pretty much the same. I think the try and buy element is something that we always have to remember when it comes down to buying product. I know through the digital ages, people are trying to actually try the product indirectly online, but sometimes that's not enough to give that reassurance. So I guess, you know, whether it's UK, whether it's Germany, or whether it's even China, I think the concept of people wanting to try this before buying definitely is, you know, same everywhere. You know, it's interesting in your business, I think there's a there's a perception that you give people what they want. The fact is, sometimes you have to tell people what they want, I think. There's a whole generation that's grown up with phones that are just a block. Right. And the idea of being able to go back and either visually see something that folds, or in your case, you know, something that holds, what they call the, the old clamshell, you know, really is attractive to a lot of people. But you got you got to tell people what they want in some cases, right? Obviously, if you're like launching a new category, like foldable phones, I mean, we when we first like launched the foldable phones, like a lot of people say, hey, didn't we have like foldables like a decade ago? Why again? Right. So they couldn't understand the screen is folding. They literally thought we're bringing back the old foldable phones again. So obviously, we definitely need to drive awareness and we have to educate people about the new technology. But then the crazy thing is, David, these days, you, we have to know how smart the consumers are. You know, in the old days, the marketing was more or less a shotgun approach. The brands were kind of like, kind of, it was almost like a one-way communication. We create a, you know, TV advertisement, which is more or less one size fit for all, right? But then these days, the consumers are so smart they are proactively looking for information, try to find what, you know, what product works best for them. So tell me, what, what are you guys doing out of, out of the office here in Dallas? Are you working sort of the western half of the United States? Or, again, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm curious back why here? Once again, the, one of the reasons why we first came over here is that, you know, Samsung Mobile team, the entire division actually moved from, New York to Dallas, and we thought it was a great opportunity for us to actually be here as their partner agency. Nothing was guaranteed, nothing was given, so it was literally me, myself, and Neos. And so you person. you followed the hardware, that right? Came we down. followed the hardware, but then I just want to say that you know uh, we just started our engine, and if you look at like Chill Worldwide's portfolio. 60% of the revenue comes from Samsung, but the other 40% is coming from different brands. So this year will be the year 
when we're going to try to actually build new relationship with new brands. So you're out soliciting new business. Oh yes, of course. And, and, <laughs> and, and so what is the expertise? Is it, is it the hands-on trying or is it digital print? Yeah. So we, we actually um, position ourselves as the performance marketing agency, which could be quite unfamiliar term for, uh, you know, everyone, but performance marketing in a way is quite simple, you know, uh, coming from a consumer centric approach and mentality, every consumer, they're different, right? Once again, right. so we want to make sure that what sort of content is the right content, right message and right media that resonate with each and different audience group. We try to find the best formula and try to go through like continuous data and analytics and optimization to find a sweet spot that performs the best. So that's where our, uh, you know, mantra is and that's how we run our business for all our business pillars ranging from digital to tv commercials to retail experiential you name it so we are definitely a full-fledged agency uh which actually can offer all the things the brand wants to have so so let me let me ask you one last question so i assume you watched the super bowl yesterday and, and if not for the football game, at least for the advertising. So what worked and what didn't work? I, I was really struck. I thought there was a real high quality level of advertising, maybe more so than I'd ever seen before. I think the Super Bowl as, you know, technically, I think historically, it's really in for the entertainment because a lot of people, if you actually do the research about Super Bowl, People are sometimes watching the game, but the, one of the biggest reasons why they watch Super Bowl is for the ad, right? right? So I think the brands are really trying hard to actually, you know, uh, leave a mark with a very entertaining concept, an emotional concept to actually connect with the consumers. So it's not what like brand wants to say, but how do we actually find that sweet spot for the consumers to remember their brand? And that's hard. I, in fact, I can think of one right now. There was an electric car. I was really struck by their advertising. It was it all it, what we are not, this long list of what we are not. And then ultimately, at the end, they said the name of the company for the life of me. I can't remember it and what we are. But I remember the ad, but I don't remember the name of the company. So that wasn't effective, was it? Yeah, if that happens, I mean, maybe the ad was not doing a great job, right? Maybe there was too much of a story to just entertain. But yet at the end of the day, they failed to deliver what they want to say and embody their brand with the ad. And I guess like you're right, you know, a lot of people say that, I don't remember what I saw, you know? Was that a, you know, ad for this or that? And if that happens, maybe they might have to do a little bit of a better job. <laughs> well, look, they, you know, they only probably spent $7 million on it. So chump change really. <laughs> Neo Chung is the CEO of Shale based here in Dallas and, uh, and it's good to spend some time with you. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing one of those foldable phones. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Dave. And we have a new phone out. So uh, please watch out for those new new devices out there. Indeed, we will. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.